Good morning everybody, it is Thursday 7th of October and quite a significant night overnight. You might not think that from what the market's doing, we're only up 30 points. But you would have seen that the US market at one point was down 460 points but closed up 102 points. Now it's done that mostly on the back of some progress on the debt ceiling. The US top Senate Republican Mitch McConnell surprised the Democrats by saying they would support an extension of the debt ceiling. It's, by the way, a $28.4 trillion debt ceiling. Money doesn't matter in America, does it? And that they would extend that into December. They'd been expected to block it for the third time. But clearly, this brinkmanship is already showing signs of softening, and the market loves that sort of stuff. On the back of that, the 10-year bond yield fell quite significantly in the US. So interest rates coming off, the economic risk that Janet Yellen has been warning us all about for the last week, the Janet Chicken Yellen, must be one of the most harmonious central bankers we've ever had. Never wants anyone upset, let alone the financial markets and all the Wall Street billionaires. Oh, goodness, am I being cynical? I think I am. But she has warned about this debt ceiling having an impact on the economy. And as everything softens, as it always does, the market likes it. Bond yields start to come off the top. Everybody relaxes. Equity market bounces from the bottom to the top. It closed pretty much on its high. It bounced 478 points. Sorry, 578 points. That's another 500-point move on the U.S. market. Its volatility has no end. But that issue out of the out of the way. The other big issue overnight, which is central to the markets today section today, is the fall in energy prices. And I'll come back to that in a minute. Meanwhile, a couple of other, couple of other little things. The ADP employment numbers last night, which are the precursor to the main jobs numbers on Friday night. They came in higher than expected, 568,000 jobs, which makes the tapering issue more likely. In other words, the economy is doing well, in which case they can afford to back off bond buying and raise interest rates. But we'll see what the main jobs numbers do on Friday. They often differ from the private sector numbers. So let's see what happens on Friday. Other things before we get to the NG, there was a fairly flat night for metal prices, copper down 0.8, nickel down 0.19, BHP and Rio up almost 1%, both of them in the US overnight. And this morning, they are dragging their heels. BHP's unchanged, Rio's up 0.4%. Tech stocks holding their own in the US overnight, had a volatile couple of days. Biden and... G planning a virtual meeting before the end of the year, says the US. Bitcoin back above $50,000. Bit of research around in MFG, Magellan Financial Group, after the funds under management disappointment yesterday. You've got UBS with a sell recommendation and target price 11% below the current share price. At the same time, Macquarie upgrade to outperform and Credit Suisse have got a neutral recommendation. So take your pick there. Trending down quite nastily at the moment. There was also an outperform recommendation on Pilbara Minerals from Macquarie with a target price 49% above the current share price. I don't know the last time PLS raised capital and whether Macquarie were involved, 
but they are obviously solidly behind the lithium sector. I'm guessing they anticipate a lot of corporate deals to be done in that sector. And also they had an outperform on Strike Energy, STX is the code, target price 122% above the current share price. We've also written up an upgrade today on Super Retail Group, SUL from UBS with the target price 17.5% above the current share price. Have a look in the Marcus Today section for that. And one of Henry's stocks, CXL Calix, up 7% today on the back of a project update. A few central banks raising interest rates. Royal, then not the Royal, um, the RBNZ raised rates yesterday by 0.25%. They joined some of the European countries raising rates. So uh, the message there is the trend in rates is definitely higher. I'm also reading a number of articles about property prices. CBA put out a bit of research today saying they're expected to grow 7% in 2022, which is certainly a slowdown from the recent rate of property sector growth. And the research today is in the wake of the APRA changes to the serviceability buffer, which may not make much difference in itself to credit growth and house market, but it is clear that the regulatory bodies are beginning to get concerned about house prices. And as I said yesterday, if you are a seller, maybe don't delay. New South Wales hit 70% fully vaccinated, and that brings us to the energy issue. You might have seen overnight, and this is quite an important theme for the market. The energy stocks have obviously been performing pretty well recently. In the Marcus Today section, I've put a chart of the LNG price. It's up 2,800% from the low last year. There are a bunch of LNG benchmark prices in Europe, Asia, UK, US. I've got a chart of some of them in the market us today section today but what happened overnight is that the Russian deputy prime minister said that the certification of the Nord Stream 2 undersea gas pipeline which runs along the bed of the Baltic Sea from Russia to Germany and it's been waiting for certification from Germany which has been delayed and that's been criticized by the Russians it could still take a few months and that pipeline is political it's faced resistance from the US which says the project will increase Europe's reliance on Russian energy. Anyway, the Russian Deputy Prime Minister said that the certification of that gas, undersea gas pipeline, which they're waiting for from the German regulator, could cool soaring European gas prices. And clearly, this is the key to the squeeze on LNG and other energy prices. The coal price, for instance, on that news fell 25.9% from top to bottom overnight. You'll see different numbers for the falls depending on which coal contract they're looking at, but that is from the very top to the very bottom in the last 24 hours. So 25.9% off the top. The uranium price is now down, which is another energy price, is now down 17.9% in two weeks, having risen 65% in five weeks. And the LNG price has just been staggering. And that's been the main problem. And the problem comes from a tight LNG market, which is driven by all sorts of little factors combining at once. It's mainly the European gas market, which has been seen significant demand for LNG thanks to 
coal shortages in both China and India, the economic recovery generally from the pandemic, cold weather in Europe, weak Russian pipeline gas flows, low stock levels, and the Northern Hemisphere heading towards winter, which has led to importers stocking up to make sure they've got adequate supplies, whilst at the same time other countries like Malaysia, Nigeria, Egypt have been supplying less LNG. So you've seen this tremendous squeeze, which could presumably, if the Germans allowed the Russians to turn the pipeline on, would all dissipate. And that's really the main issue for tonight, is whether this gas price boom is a trend or a blip. And it's caused all sorts of problems because it has driven all energy prices higher. That has raised fears about inflation. That has raised interest rate fears. And the Fed have obviously tried their best to explain that this is a transitory problem. But it's had an impact on economic growth, pushed up other commodity prices, and created doubts in the equity market. And then when you hear about the Russians turning the pipeline on, you see the LNG price fall 10%, the coal price fall 24%, all in one night. It suggests to you that maybe inflation is transitory, maybe this squeeze is a blip, not a trend, and that we are concerning ourselves too much with inflation, too much with higher interest rates, and have probably overbought energy stocks on the back of it. There have been a lot of brokers who have been putting out buy recommendations on energy stocks. I spoke about it in the podcast a few days ago as a bit of a boring sector, which hasn't got much in the way of yield. They're not really growth stocks. They're on the wrong side of the ESG equation, but clearly have entered an upgrade cycle thanks to this squeeze in energy prices. But the energy prices have to keep going up. So blip or trend looking like a blip if the Russians can turn the gas on and cause that sort of share or not share price uh, energy price damage in 24 hours clearly this whole thing could be a moment rather than a new norm in which case this might be as good as it gets in some energy stocks including uranium including coal including gas and the oil price even came off overnight 1.9 percent the whole energy complex moves moves together so this might be calling the top on energy and on our inflation fears and on our interest rate fears and therefore taking a fair bit of risk out of the equity market, hence the 578-point reversal in the equity market overnight, obviously helped by the debt ceiling issue going away. But this energy inflation issue is, is obviously been worrying the markets and is now perhaps becoming less of a concern. I'm probably looking at what the market's doing today. I'm probably overstating the importance of this issue. But you'll see all the energy stocks down today, except for a couple. Coal stocks hard hit. Whitehaven coal down 7.5%. And then you've got Paladin down 4%. That's in uranium. You can see what I'm getting to. The theme is mm, energy probably had its run. And market risk reduced a little bit. Anyway, there we go. Just remind you of the theme from yesterday as APRA tried to top out the property market that the most exposed bank is the CBA. CBA don't have results coming up. If you listened to me yesterday, I gave you the dates for the NAB, ANZ and Westpac results 
results coming up. They have their dividends coming up as well. The results are likely to be pretty good. They're likely to normalize dividends. This is the time to be out of the CBA and in Westpac ANZ and the NAB. And brokers are doubtless trying to churn as much commission with that idea as possible. It is the season to be switching out of the CBA into the other banks. For most of you who hold CBA, especially ones with capital gains, I wouldn't really worry about it too much. I don't think there'll be too much damage to the banks from the housing market slowing a little bit. But worth saying that if you are income orientated, then this is your time to look at the other three major banks. Right, that's about it for today. Fairly quiet this week, which is good. Happy with that. As I leave you, Dow futures up 58 on the right side of the ledger, but not really telling us too much. Our market down eight, sorry, up 18 compared to the futures this morning, which were up 33. And the market has been as high as up 53 today. Iron ore going nowhere. Banks generally positive. CBA down whilst the other banks are up. That's about that. You have a fabulous day and I will speak to you soon. (laughs) 